Welcome to Working Dog Radio, broadcasting the bite. All right, everybody, Working Dog Radio, we are back broadcasting the bite. Another great episode coming to you from Ohio. My name is Eric Stambro. With me, as always, from Tornado Alley, Tulsa, Oklahoma, is Ted Summers. What's up, Ted? It's that time of year. It's springtime in Oklahoma. It's nadir season. So uh, hopefully we're going to get through this without a power outage because uh, if it's not allergies and <laughs> the weather that's going to kill you here, it's something else. It's Iowa's first 48, so it's the, the fucking indigenous population here. Tulsa is having a, uh, a murderous spring. The fucking gangbangers mm-hmm. are out killing each other, which whatever, it's not my problem. But welcome, uh, yeah. welcome to spring. Yeah, welcome to spring. Uh, the new torchlight facility is continuing to get built. Uh, they're cutting concrete. The last two days to install our fucking floor i'm not dusty uh, a little dusty no they those these dudes haven't figured out they like wet it down yeah like they're super good i'm not doing any i'm training dogs so i'm there but these dudes are in there and they're cutting concrete drains and shit and cutting holes for us so it's gonna be like an internal so i can hose that shit down multiple times a day and i'll have to around with all the other stuff so it's gonna make it super easy um other than that i got a yorkie that came to me for pet training nice. so it's been been he fun that. he's uh his name's toto he is uh him and crumb are the 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 two silky coated penis weasels they're um they're <laughs> they're funny i'll say that <laughs> funny haha yeah well what do you got going on you got the build up finished huh yeah we opened today uh i was today gonna say was the today's the day right first. yeah yeah uh it was cool you know they had done a um an article in the local paper about me and the business and then a local uh, spectrum news, which runs all of Ohio, picked it up and did a whole nother story on it. And we had uh, five or six people just drop in, which never happened at the other place. Uh, just dropped in today. And uh, we booked three board and trains all because of my prior career. Nice. So they wanted to, uh, you know, I'm not doing the training either, but uh, they wanted, you know, to come work for us and, or work with us. So yeah, it's good. We 20, 25 dogs in the daycare today. Those are all no new. Those are all dogs that are following us with us. I th- we're pretty lucky. I think of all the clients we have one, one maybe isn't coming just because of geographical location from where she lives and works. Um, so that's it, pretty good. We're trying to figure out something for her. She's a real super nice lady. So um, yeah, working that, uh, had a, um, I, I, you know, I, I let a lot of people use the fun house and I had a tactical medical group there today doing, um, you know, tactical scenarios, nothing to do with dogs. And uh, they're there today and tomorrow. I guess it went pretty well. They're like, hey, yeah, we, we use fake blood. I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> Put fake blood on the fucking carpet, man. The carpet's old and shitty, but so what? <laughs> if you're going to do it, make it worth it. Stab somebody. <laughs> yeah. You know, right. Yeah. Throw out some cash at you. Man. So. Anyways, the the simunition shoot house is finished. Um, I uh, went almost bankrupt buying fucking wood for that. And well, uh, but it's cool, man. The SWAT's been there. A couple of SWAT teams have used it. A couple of guys that like I did some stuff uh, Tuesday, canine stuff Tuesday with it. Just working, um, you know, leash handling, hitting doors. A couple of the guys that were there from a, a department that only trained with me once in a while. They actually. Uh, never do building searches on leash like okay well today's the day and there's two people so good luck how'd that go uh (laughs) not bad not not bad they were you know they were doing direction but the one of course you know they take off down to the end of the hall 
Right. So we had to bring them back and work them. It, it worked out though. They actually both transitioned after. So what they did was they bit the 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 first decoy, bite, bite, or you know, bark, 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 pop the door, bite, little fight. Then we came in and arrested the decoy and took the decoy out and let the dog see us take the decoy down a hallway, and then they have to go straight down another hallway to go find his buddy right. because shitheads shit commit crimes together. Shitheads <laughs> commit crimes together. Yes, they do. So what's, Conversion what's drill. Up, uh, <laughs> what do we got going on tonight, buddy? Uh, we have um, a guy that was part of a program. Um, it's called the TED program with two Ds, so not me. But um, which I, it, I'm still shocked that there's a ton of people that don't even know what that program is. Um, and, you know, it was kind of a precursor to a lot of things. And there was a lot of stuff going on when it happened. But with us tonight from out in the Carolinas is Jason Dutton. Jason, what's up, man? Hey, how are y'all? We are rocking and rolling. I'm glad it's spring. So, all right, yeah. <laughs> uh, so give us a little bit of your background. Um, you know, how you got into canine, how we got here, and uh, we'll pick it up from there. Um, yeah, I got here by volunteering for this TED program. Um, and then kind of after the army, after the whole TED program, um, did a bunch of other canine courses, and then eventually I was had the opportunity to become a canine officer for my local city. So, and that's what I do today. So you were Army, correct? Correct. So yep. when you went in, what was your MOS? It was the infantry. Okay. Um, at the time, they didn't have, because now I think the I think K-9 is now an official MOS. Yeah, now with yes. The yep. So it was not at the time. Correct. So uh, talk a little bit about how you get into the TED program and how you get into dogs. Cause did you sign up for entry thinking like, I'm going to handle a dog. I'm going to handle an explosive. No, dog. absolutely not. Um, okay. we I was at station at Fort drum with 10th mountain division and we were coming up on our deployment rotation and our first sergeant kind of got us all together. And he said, I need one volunteer. And of course, no one raises their hand and said, I need one volunteer to be a dog handler for this upcoming deployment for the brigade. And I kind of looked around, nobody was volunteering. So I raised my hand and I got chosen and kind of off. I started this journey with the TED program at uh, VLK. Yeah. So, so talk a little bit about what the TED program was. Yeah. And, and there's, there's a lot of people even today, like you say it and they look at me and I'm like, no, it's not me. Because what I'm talking about, I'm like, no, it's not me. It's two Ds. And so, like, what is it? Um, so we were told it was kind of a, I guess, a government initiative to put more dogs in country that could find IEDs, find weapons caches, find, um, you know, HME mixtures, um, check vehicles, security ECPs, and really just wanting the government wanted dogs in country walk in the ground with the soldiers so a lot of that was kind of born out of um like you said like some of the stuff that was going on because we've had multiple guys on um multiple handlers on from i think pretty much every branch except the uh except the coast guard which i'm wearing my tosca shirt by the way nick so we're working on getting nick on <laughs> but um the you know, we we had the guy on that was one of the first uh, Marines on the ground in Iraq. And there was like his commanders were like, what the fuck? We even have dogs. Like, <laughs> where, where did you come from? Where is this dog? Like, what's the deal? Like, what can you do? Like, you know, he tells a story. So in the early days of the TED program, 
um, once you get into the selection portion of it and you get into the training, like how did that happen? How many of there were you? How were you assigned? Like that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. So the TED program was open to all MOSs. So we had about 15 guys across the brigade. Um, we had combat engineers, mechanics, infantry guys, uh, mortar guys. Um, so we all got, we all got chosen, moved up to the headquarters, um, brigade area, and then we went straight off to VLK to start this whole TED learning process of being a handler. So TED stands for? TED stands for Tactical Explosion, Tactical Explosive Detection Dog. Never say that right. Yes. So what was the difference between like these dogs and then the MWD program, which is a storied history from Lackland from 341st? Uh, Boy, when we were first talked about this um, program, we all thought we were going to Lackland. We had no clue about, you know, private entities kind of doing stuff with the army. Um, I can't really discuss the MWD side of the house because I never saw it. No one ever talked about it. All we knew was, you know, the MP handlers on base with their dogs, and that was kind of the only exposure we ever had. Um, the only dogs we saw in country were TED dogs. How, how how big was the program? Like, how many dogs did they put on? Oh, God. Say. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think 15, 15 handlers every month, another 15, another 15, another 15. Damn. Yeah, it was huge. So, um, who, how many dogs did you guys, how many dogs did you handle? Um, or, well, I guess you go to Von Lake, they assign you a dog and these are all single purpose dogs. None of them are dual purpose. Correct. Yep. Um, so you are assigned a dog up at Lackland. So at this point, you've never been a handler. <laughs> you're not like a trainer. And so <laughs> what was this process like of going through this program up there in Indiana? Um, it was a crazy experience um you know we all the first day we all got in a big line and bring out dogs one by one and some dogs you go to handle leash to the new handler and the dog was just flipping out so you know jazz she was like oh nope brought that dog back in the kennel brought out a new dog um they really tried to pair you know if you're introverted kind of kind of guy they would give you an extroverted dog and try to give you a good matchup with handlers and dogs um, I had two dogs throughout the whole process. Um, it's kind of interesting because the dogs, you know, it was 30 days in Indiana, 30 days in Arizona, and then 30 days in Afghanistan. So at the end of 30 days in Indiana, the dogs kind of learned like, oh, hey, I'm about to go to Yuma, and then I'm about to go to Afghanistan. So we had dogs washing out. Um, my dog started eating odor out of nowhere. Um, Ooh, she got oh, recycled. Shit. Yeah, it was... <laughs> It was interesting seeing the dogs knowing they're about to go to Afghanistan and some of them would just, just stop working. Let me, let me ask you this question about Denver, Indiana. Mm -hmm. We heard a rumor that the only thing in Denver is a strip club. True. (laughs) There's a bar there. (laughs) That was my, it's on his property. (laughs) That was my first time at a strip club ever. It was, it was there. Man. Coming on I don't know if that's something you need to put on your resume or not. I mean, yeah. most people are like, oh, I was in Vegas or Miami. It was the first time I was one. Oh, this, that. Yep, yeah. Yep, yep. You're like, I was the first strip club you went yep. to, like Denver, Indiana. People are like, where? Yep, Indiana. <laughs> the girl had vitiligo. What was the name of that place? I don't even know. I I, I have never been there. Although, like, um, 
Tulsa is the strip club capital of the world, but um, yeah, I'm, I, I, I think it's Kokomo. That's true. Yeah, it, it's one of those things like per capita, I guess it's something that we're known for. That in the first 48. I mean, we kill a bunch of people here. We have a bunch of strip clubs. Yeah. <laughs> it is what it is. I, I don't know. It's just a thing. I, I don't know. It's a weird deal. Plus, the city has some kind of weird deal where you can't, like, if you get a permit for it, like, it's like this, you grandfather in and you sell the permits to people and you sell them to your neighbor or whoever. A lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. I don't know. Well, you worked at a strip club, Eric. You know. No. Yeah. I, uh, I DJed at two of them. That pretty, see? That's pretty good. There you go. <laughs> Sorry, we got off track. So, right. <laughs> um, so who, what was, uh, so the pro, like she started getting you, so your dog starts to eat, starts to aggress on odor. And bite yeah. Um, so we had great trainers. Um, you know, y'all know Jazz, been on the show, um, yep. I think last year. Mm-hmm. Um, Jazz was awesome. She, she was very nitpicky on everything. Um, you know, as you're, first time running a first scenario in a four by four room, you know, she's telling you to go left and go right. And you're like, oh, I kind of get all yeah. jumbled with jazz. Um, that's just kind of her teaching style. But yeah, after, after I think about three weeks, my dog, you know, she'd sit down at the odor and then just kind of look at me and just paw at it or some type mm-hmm. of aggressive alert. And then like jazz and trainers behind me, yelling phooey. And I'm like, Oh, what'd I do? Um, yeah. it, it was just really weird. <laughs> They're not talking to you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so what, wh- who was, uh, what was the first dog that you deployed or well, what was the dog's name that you deployed with? Um, so this dog was named Everett and it was a black lab. Um, he was a great dog, um, training wise. Um, I think he kind of learned when I put my kid on in Afghanistan that, it was about time to, you know, go do work. And he was not about that life. So it, it was very frustrating for me as a handler, knowing that this dog does not work in country, great training dog. Everyone says he's a great training dog, but he's just, he doesn't work. And I, I could never get a replacement dog. So I was over there and it, it was kind of frustrating uh, for me as a handler. Were they, um, was that he deployed before? Yeah, so um, the more missions we did, you know, the more I kind of, I'm like, this dog is just not, he's not doing what, you know, I was trained for this dog to do, um, working this dog, and I talked it over with my vet, and the previous handler had actually been in an ID blast with the dog, and, you know, then it all kind of made sense, you know, he's pairing me, put my kid on with this explosion that happened last year. So, you know, kind of all made sense, but you couldn't go and get a brand new dog and recertify with that dog. So I was just kind of stuck basically. Um, so it's very hard. Yeah. That's super frustrating. Cause the, the boys are looking at you like, Hey, what? yeah. They're like, what's, what the yeah. The, what's up with the dog? Yeah, exactly. And that's yep. something that I think uh, we've had, I had to remember who it was. Uh, we had a couple of people on that have talked about um, dogs developing that kind of, um, that been what is effectively right. PTSD. And then one of my good friends, Chloe Wells, um, had, um, he's now passed, but Doc or D Doc, um, it's kind of a similar deal. Like he was an MWD, was deployed to, um, Middle East, and he got into several um, explosions. And he had, when she adopted him, he was all like fireworks and all kinds of crazy shit would cause him to freak out. And um, the last 
don't know, like five years of his life or something. She did a great job with him. And I mean, he lived a normal life through retirement and, you know, he lost an eye and all kinds of stuff in retirement, but he, he was great. I mean, but yeah, I, I mean, that, that happens quite a bit. It's not just people that develop that it's dogs too. And they, they learn, like you said, I mean, they start to associate that. I mean, dogs are masters of association. So it doesn't surprise me that he was able, but you didn't, they didn't tell you that when you, when they handed you the dog, they were like, Oh, this no, dog. And even when I handed the dog off to, you know, K2 for the next handler, I said, hey, this dog has these problems. Like, you guys need to retire this dog. And it was just, dog went on another deployment. And I don't, I don't know how they did or the dog did uh, with that, but I tried. Right. So that was your first dog, right? That was the first dog you deployed with. Uh, was the, who was your second dog? Um, kind of recap. Uh, okay. The first dog I had in training at VLK was a Dutch Shepherd, and she was the one that was um, started aggressively alerting on the odors. Um, so, so then I got the lab when we went down to Yuma, Arizona, uh, to finish the training, and then I just the lab was mine for the nine month deployment, and then um, got out of the army the next year. So, wow. Yeah. So. Um... How, how do you remember? <clears throat> I didn't look it up. Do you remember what year they quit the the TED program? Ooh, uh, 2013, 14, I believe. Um, I know when we got to Afghanistan, a week later, VLK lost the contract, the TED contract. Um, yeah. and then K2 came in and took it over, but we had this really weird period of time where all these VLK trainers were basically laid off and you know instead of saying okay if you guys I'm going back home you know they stayed with us through the whole certification process and then we had a month of just zero training from any type of formal instruction and uh, we were just kind of doing it on our own kind of remembering what we learned in class and it was a very weird time period for us was uh was someone supposed to uh deploy with you on the training side or no? Yeah. So we, um, so we got to Bagram in RC East. Um, and then we went out to Fob Sharana and then we were supposed to have a main trainer at Fob Sharana. And then all the other bigger fobs had canine trainers. Um, so we'd basically, you know, if we went out to, uh, another Ford operating base that didn't have a canine trainer every month, we'd fly back to do our upkeep training, do all of our records, send the records into the K2 guys, um, so we, we saw a lot of our trainer actually, uh, from K2. Would you have rather have gone to Anniston, Alabama or Denver, Indiana for your training? I think Denver, oh. I, I like, I like cold weather. <laughs> Denver was good. K2 is in North Carolina. I thought they were in Anniston. <laughs> no, that's Excalibur. Somebody's over or, there. Dude, yeah, I went to or, a, I went to a school in, uh, weapons of mass destruction school in, um, in Anniston, Alabama. And uh, the government puts it on. It was probably to date the best uh, food I've ever eaten at any training. Well, yeah, seminar. some fucking federal money, dude. There was prime rib the last <laughs> night. All fed, you can eat prime fucking rib. Fed money. It was nuts. Um, <laughs> yeah. They also had a guest speaker come in one night who was the lead investigator for Oklahoma City. Uh, oh, the Murray Building thing. Yeah, man, was yeah. that that was interesting because you got to see and talk about things you'd never seen before. Was uh, the was, ATF it, was the ATF guy? I don't remember. It was uh, a long time ago. I, think I, I drank a lot in that. <laughs> that, that uh, fed money, that exactly. <laughs> Beers were like a dollar. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's cheap. Fed money. 
<laughs> Paul Hammond's company's down there. We've had him on before. Speaking of explosive, yeah, that's that was that's who it is. That was a good. That was a that was a that was a good episode. Um, so you uh have this. So you have the dog that and you initially deploy with. So um, give me a little bit of like um, talk about the first time you guys leave Fort Operating Base to go on patrol with this dog. Like you've gone through Denver, Indiana, you've switched dogs, you've gone through Yuma, then you've done 30 days in country training. And now you're like, all right, well, uh, <laughs> we're like, we're going outside the wire, bro. <laughs> like, yeah, so yeah. this dog's got to do his thing and you got to do your shit too. And I mean, I'm sure the rest of the, I'm sure the rest of the unit was standing there looking at you like, Hey, I mean, <laughs> yep. you can, um, gonna do this or what? <laughs> so what was awesome about the ted program it was it was you were a nato asset you weren't just a u.s army asset so we were very fortunate to have the polish special forces they were task force 50 on our base at Toronto. so every time they needed a dog they'd call down to our little compound we had and whoever was available that night uh went so that was my first mission with those guys um and the mission for that night was basically to go to a compound of guys suspected making IDs, you know, find all the IDs. And I don't know what they do with the guy. Um, Cause I could never understand their briefing. So they didn't speak English, but so we land the, we get on the helicopter um, landed at this dude's front lawn or front stand, whatever you want to call it. Um, and the Polish kind of did their thing, clearing the, rooms out and i just kind of had my dog like ready to go waiting on for someone to tell me what to do because i couldn't understand anybody and the one of the polish guys came out and said okay search search and <laughs> as i'm standing there my dog is pulling me crazy to this garage i'm like awesome my first mission my first find this is gonna be great so we go up to this garage and you know it doesn't have a door it's all open and i see this little puppy just running across the garage and my dog just went right after it and i was like dude <laughs> i hope this isn't like the rest of my deployments um but we didn't we didn't find anything at the compound um so we got back on the helicopter and left so it was very very interesting not at all what i expected was going to happen um interesting you know we've had some other guys on that talk about like dogs getting involved in some of the other stuff too and we're going to take a break for a second when we come back we'll pick up right where we left off but uh so don't fast forward the commercials and uh we'll be back hold on we have a long-standing relationship with the guys over at HITS Canine Training Conference. Uh, it's truly America's premier canine seminar. It is the largest. It is the best. Um, they cover every important topic in the canine industry. Hundreds and hundreds of vendors, thousands of canine people there. Everybody you know in this industry is there. Ted and I will be teaching. HITS 2022 is being held in Orlando, Florida, August 16th to the 19th. Also, check out their website, hitscanine.net. They have other classes that they're putting out online, uh, Zoom classes and all kinds of other things they're offering, in-person classes leading up to HITS 2022, Orlando, Florida, August 16th to the 19th. Check it out, hitscanine.net. Everyone knows me, knows that I live on chicken nuggets and Coors Light. So uh, that doesn't mean your dog should, though. Um, our friends at Kinetic um are make it a, a point to fuel working dogs and they know that it can be tough and they need high quality food unlike me to give them energy and the nutrients that they require i just subsist on air and you know for his life which but the dogs can't they actually have to work so for that we asked kinetic 
And Kinetic has come up with a great balance of healthy meats and grains and is made specifically for working in sport dogs. They have a full line of foods and supplements available, and they've been working to perfect their line for thousands of dogs and hundreds of departments across the U.S. You can buy it locally online or at Tractor Supply, or you can get it at Chewy. So head over to their website, kineticdogfood.com, 513-615-6904. And get them on the socials at Kinetic Dog Food. So probably the number one product I've ever advertised for or used that set that does what they say is Quick Turn by Vet Care. Uh, I have it uh, at my house. I have it at the kennel. I have it at the fun house. I have it at the uh, doggy daycare. I have my trainers have it at their house. It is unbelievable how it works. You guys have all heard Ted and I talk about it, how we've gotten tagged by dogs or dogs do, you know, if you're dealing with working dogs, weird stuff happens, right? Cuts that, how the hell that happened? Bites, scratches, all kinds of things that happen, especially if you're doing anything in the wooded area, they get tore up. Uh, the quick derm by vet care. It is no exaggeration. It is great. So once daily treatment for any skin condition or small wounds to help stop little issues from becoming big ones. Comes in sprays, ointments, or dressing. Quick Derm is great at creating a protective barrier and promoting wound healing. The best thing, too, is they have a discount code. Get on their website, vetcare.us. That's vetcare.us. Put in the discount code 10WDR in capital letters, 10WDR for 10% off your first order. These next guys uh, have actually been on the show and we instructed at. Uh, the first uh, tripwire conference down in Florida, uh, Jim O'Brien was a guest on the show uh, and he runs NCK9, who has now come onto the show as a sponsor. Um, Jim's been around for quite a long time, about 13-ish years, uh, with experience handling and training law enforcement canines. Um, he uses real-world deployments to develop training program and not rely only on their experience, but current experiences from most of their national canine teams and handlers to provide the best canine partner that you guys can purchase they provide pet training and police canine services based out of four oaks north carolina and they serve the surrounding areas feel free to give jim a call a text carrier pigeon however you want to get a hold of him uh to, to talk to him about police canine training or pets and techniques and methodologies so hit him up at 919-438-0141 or j o'brien that's j o b r i e n at n c Letter K number nine dot US. Check the show notes. We'll put it there. All right. We're back with uh, Jason Dutton, former Ted handler from US Army. Um, and we were just talking about uh, his first time, his first trip doing the actual job outside, um, outside, outside the Ford operating base. And you, your dog went after a puppy. We had uh, Eric, who was it, Benny? And we had Benny on early, early, early on in the first, like in the teen episodes. And he talked about handling dogs for one of the SMUs for the Navy, and he would carry food with him for the fucking stray dogs. And because they would always bark and give them away. And he was like, oh, my dog wasn't really like, you know, didn't care about other dogs, but he would throw like raw meat at him or something. He would have like water bottles of raw meat. But um, so you were talking about you were deployed with the with the, what's the name of their unit? Um, Task Force 50, and they had a Navy SEAL EOD attachment with them at all okay. times. So, uh, how long were you 
attached to those guys, like the entire rotation or? No, it, it's just, you know, when they called you um, down our little base, you know, whoever was available went. And then when you're done with the mission, you're basically done with them for that day. Um, so the guys that were still in the compound, you know, I then got attached to the quick reaction force for the second brigade combat team, you know, so, and then other guys that were still on the compound, if, if the Polish needed them, then the other guys would go out. Um, so I kind of got attached, you know, the, the longer the deployment went, I think my Lieutenant kind of put us where we needed to be. We knew which dogs weren't really working. We knew which handlers were just complete garbage. Um, so, you know, if we, had a good dog, good team. You know, you went with the QRF guys. If you were kind of a slacker, so to say, kind of subpar handler team, then you just sat at the ECP gate all day long. So you can say it if you sucked. <laughs> it's okay. It's permissible. Yeah, it's okay. We have those in law enforcement too. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we nope. we have those. We, we I, you know I tell them all the time. I was like, there's a hundred different jobs in law enforcement. This is probably not the one for you. <laughs> like you can do something else. Like go be a detective or something. But, yeah. Like yeah. this is probably not the one you want to do. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I know exactly how you feel, man. Um, it's super frustrating. My first dog I've talked about on here before had twenty plus failures to engage on the street for three straight years. At training, she was a rock star. On the road, she was yep. never going to bite. And yep. it became super dangerous. Then all you end up doing is making excuses for the dog, you know. And uh, did you find yourself uh, having to do that? Like, I don't know, man. Or it was like, listen, it's <laughs> obvious. Yeah. Um, you know, at the end of the day, I'm, I can't remember what trainer told me. You know, he said it's better to have a dog out there that, you know, can't find explosives for example but just to have that presence um make the guys kind of get that warm good feeling that hey the dog team's out there um i think it really helped um there's some times where i was on a route clearance mission and my dog's pulling me had this great change of behavior sniffing the air i'm like great we're about to find something and then he goes up to a little branch and pees on it and then he's good and it, it was just it was a constant struggle for me <laughs> with this lab did uh did you actually have any finds that you got to we had yeah we had two um they're both uxos and you know every time we went on a mission sometimes we'd come back the exact same way um i remember one time i we came back the exact same way and you know i saw this little rock formation i saw the tip of a 40 millimeter grenade sticking out of the sand and um I told all the guys about it. I told the sergeants about it. They're like, okay, keep moving. We'll just leave it there. And I don't, <laughs> that could still be out there to this day. I don't know. Um, yeah, we found some UXOs and just some stuff. Some EODs guys got to blow up. So for those listening, UXO is unexploded, unexploded ordnance. So you guys are finding like, like you said, 40 mil or something not massive. Something not right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. So, um, was there a time where the dog that uh, is the best way to say this, but had the dog not been there, there would have been some pretty bad repercussions. So was there a time that like, even if it was, you know, even if it wasn't an issue or like with the dog actually finding like alerting on a, on a true explosive, whether it be HME or IEDs or whatever, but, um, is there a notable time where like the entire team, even though you're like, you're an attachment, they're like, fuck, I'm glad you were here. <laughs> um, to be honest, I don't think so. Where we were at in RCE, I think our 
whole unit only had maybe 10 fines where, you know, RC South, they were having, you know, maybe 30 a month. Um, so I don't know if it's just sheer luck that we didn't find anything, which, you know, at the end of the day is good. Um, but yeah, I don't think it was ever a good example of where we were. They were super thankful that I was out there because I, you know, did something to potentially save their life. Um, I don't think that just, just didn't happen. Were you getting reports from guys that you had gone through class with that were getting fines overseas while you were out there? Um, you mean when I was, when you were deployed, when you're in Afghanistan, were you getting any reports of, Hey, so-and-so Ted Handler just found whatever. Yeah. Fucker. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we had this whole email system. So all of our records, we did them on paper, scan them in. So we kind of talked with everybody through this email system. Um, you know, some handlers would be like, Hey, I found a RP tree that, kind of bounced out the bed of a truck and just ended up on the dirt and some guys that would actually find IEDs and, you know, and I was always like that, you motherfucker, I got this fucking lab that's <laughs> sniffing piss and you're over here finding good stuff. So it, it was frustrating for sure. Uh, now, if that dog had worked out, do you think you would have stayed in and ran another one? Um, No, because the TED program, I mean, you couldn't volunteer again for it which was kind of the weird thing. Um, you know, you'd think the Army would have wanted more of the TED guys. You know, if you were TED handler and you got another TED deployment coming up, um, that you could stay in it. But it just wasn't that. And as we were winding down our TED program or the TED program, you know, that's when the Army started introducing their own, you know, MOS for working dogs. Um, so the TED program just kind of basically died. Because they knew it sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, I didn't say it. But, uh, I mean, so and 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 uh, you know that was something that I kind of wanted. Like, and Eric kind of hit on it a little bit. Like, some of the guys were doing fines, and you know, we've had a guy that there's a guy local to me that I've tried to get on the show uh, that was a Marine handler. Uh, I don't. He obviously wasn't part of the TED program, but he handled the Black Lab also, and that dog, 100% of I did save them a lot, and he was part of a. Um, he was in singing and they lost a lot of guys um in one rotation i think yep. 17 dudes i think is what yeah it was a lot was. yeah um but the dog um managed to uh save a lot of guys um and the handler and say i mean so it could have been a higher number but um so moving forward you get uh, out of the military or you stay in the military what after after the ted program where'd you go um I did my last year in the army um, contract came up. I didn't want to re up. Um, I didn't like some things about the army. I hated being treated like a little kid and going to work at three 30 in the morning. Cause someone was late the, the previous day. Um, so I got out of the army and kind of, I knew I wanted to stay in dogs. Um, I was fortunate. I was watching a youtube video one night of some dog training and they were like this i saw a comment that said this dog training shit go to houston k9 academy and so i look up houston k9 academy and there's jazz so i call jazz and yeah. she invites me down and take a handler's course and instructor's <laughs> course and it just went from there so Excellent. yeah uh, they they do a good job down there for oh yeah sure. oh yeah <laughs> so before you were going to get out uh what job did they give you like when you got back and were out of the ted program I just went back to doing what I was doing. I was uh, 
with the uh, I was in the Delta Platoon, which was a um, or excuse me, Delta Company, which was it was all Humvees and kind of the mobile guys. Um, so I went back to commanding a Humvee team. Um, when I really started, I was a driver, and then now I was the truck commander with this Afghan deployment everybody liked and no one else had. So that's good. Oh, interesting. Yeah. All right, let's take a second commercial break real quick. We come back, we'll get into the civilian side of where you're at. We'll be right back, guys. All right, guys, this episode has been brought to you by great sponsors of ours. Please don't skip through this, take a listen to them. One of our oldest sponsors and great friends of ours are the people down at Highland Canine down in North Carolina. Um, I really like them. We have we see them at all the conferences. I know a lot of people have been to their school for dog trainers. They've been on the podcast. Highland Canine, they're a full service canine and pet dog training business where they can train you to be a trainer. They can get you a dog. They have handler classes. They have supervisor classes. They have trainers courses for just LE. They have them for anybody who wants to be in uh, in the dog business, be a dog trainer of any kind. Um, check them out. Their website is tacticalpoliceknine-training.com, tacticalpoliceknine-training.com. If you are smart, you'll go down there in the winter. It is North Carolina. It is warm. You get to work dogs. It's no, no joke school, guys. You're not going down there for a month um, and, and rushing through it. They're actually trying to make you real deal dog trainers. Uh, tacticalpoliceknine-training.com. Next is a sponsor that's been with us for quite a while, uh, Dogtra. I love Dogtra stuff, and they continually keep bringing out new products. Uh, one of the things that I've been using a lot lately is the new Tone Box. If you're a pet trainer or if you train a lot of police officers, and I harp at my guys all the time about timing, and this thing literally kind of pairs to the, to the remote, and when you're using the remote, whether you're using Nick Constant or Vibrate, it makes a noise. So you can get the timing down 100% consistent. And so I can demonstrate how to do an out with an e-caller immediately, quickly. And it is so effective that I can't believe that it took me forever to figure it out <laughs> to, mm -hmm. to get that. They've also got these new um, comfort feather, like titanium things that go on the collars that uh, are fantastic for making sure we got contact. It actually has six points and this comes in two sizes and it's a titanium feather thing. They're awesome. They got comfort, comfort contact points for the bark collars, the YS 600. One of my favorite things. I have about 50 of them at the kennel and it is dead silent. And I put them on all the pet dogs and I can leave them on because they have the comfort contact points and they're fantastic. All this stuff you can get at dogtrue.com. And if you use the discount code WDR one zero you get 10 percent off a single item over 200 bucks so that covers the ball trainer that covers the 1900 ask hands free which is my personal favorite for all the big dogs uh it covers the two dog system uh the 202c which i use for the two dog pet guys and fantastic so dogtra.com or go to at dogtra official on all the socials that's facebook instagram all those places so hit them up dogtra.com guys i don't even shop any other sites when i'm looking for everything for dogs our one-stop shop for anything pet dog training and police dog training hunt dog training anything you need you can find at rayallen.com they have been doing it forever we have a great relationship with them um, again they're at all the conferences you can stop up and talk to them they have more stuff there than any place rayallen.com they are amazing we have a great a uh, really, really good relationship with those guys. Um, like I said, I get on their website. I do not look anywhere else. I just get on Ray Allen. Why, why should I fill up my cart, pay it, boom, shipping. Here we go. 
Uh, everything's coming. RayAllen.com. And guess what? We do have a discount code for them. Working Dog Radio for 10% off. It's all one Working Dog Radio, and it's all caps. Check them out, RayAllen.com. I'm not too shaped to admit that I used our own discount code to buy stuff for the kennel. We have American Aluminum next. They're a new sponsor for uh, moving forward. Um, they have been around for quite a while. They manufacture a wide variety of products from the high quality cam lockers and toolboxes to a huge line of products designed to meet the ever-changing needs of law enforcement community. Back in 1992, due to the demand for safe, secure transport for a nearby law enforcement department's canine, they introduced the very first Easy Rider canine. They have continuously grown and expanded products catering to the needs and wants of the valued customers and high profile clientele. Over the years, as the needs have changed, they have evolved and expanded their products to include inmate transport systems, canine training aids, canine inserts, contraband, containment, and animal control systems, just to name a couple of things. So you can find them at easyrideronline.com. That is easy echo Zulu rider online. Dot com. You can find them on the socials at American Aluminum Accessories, and then you can hit them up toll free 1-800-277-0869. You don't have to worry about writing all that down. We're going to put it in the show notes. So just scroll down to the bottom, write it down, click the link, take you straight there under your phone. Our first sponsor we ever had, he's been, he's our ride or die. He's been with us since the beginning is Arno over at ALM canine equipment. His stuff is so good. Ted, you know, gets suits. He, and listen, Ted suit, He's had it for a long time. Arno's fixed it. He's uh, taken a million bites on it. It still holds up. The thing's amazing. I've got a suit from him. I love it. Use it all the time. Uh, but the main thing that I really love about Arno is his hidden sleeves are ridiculously amazing. They are the best. And his tugs. I usually buy tugs from Arno by the box load. He'll send me a whole bunch of them. I hand them out to the handlers, new handlers when they come in experienced handlers uh they last for a long time they're amazing the craft work is is great arno's doing all the the sewing there he's got pre-made suits he can do custom-made suits everything you need um out there and he's out there in sunny las vegas get on his website check him out almk9equipment.com almk9equipment.com discount code wd radio all caps 10 percent off your first order check him out all right, everybody, welcome back. Working Dog Radio, Broadcasting the Bite. Ted and I with uh, Jason Dutton talked about a um, – I'm super frustrated, dude, listening to you talk, and, and I can't imagine it's, you know, how you were feeling there doing that. Um, had a chance for it to be something, like, magical, and it doesn't even have to be – I mean, sure, I know guys who have deployed with dogs, and they're like, listen, we just weren't in a busy area. But my dog worked his ass off, but they sent you out with a, with a turd that, you know, <laughs> that I don't know, man, it's super frustrating to hear that shit. 15 dogs a month. There's fuck off, man. 15 dogs a month. You're not putting out good dogs. You're not putting out good training. You're not you're it's bullshit. Um, that just irritates the shit out of me. Just doing the math. And it's like, there's no way there's, you don't have that many good dogs. You don't have that many good handlers. Your trainers can't keep up. Uh, I'm sure Jazz and them tried and tried and tried and tried. Yep. Fuck, man. It's enough is enough with that. And that's right in the, I mean, you guys are going to Afghanistan. It just really fucking irritates me, man. So, but anyway, so you get out, you go down to Houston. Um, Jazz and Jason are down there. How uh, how was the handler school? What uh, were you like? Fuck, this is what it should yeah. be. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, the handle school was great. Um, came back to the trainer school. Um, you know, it was interesting because the in the trainer school, we had a group of, I think, 10 or 15 officers in Jazz's class. And <laughs> I saw the same frustration in those new officers, new K9 handlers that I had with Jazz. And Jazz would nitpick <laughs> them just like she did me. And they get all frustrated. And um, you're like, it's not personal. She hates everybody. <laughs> <laughs> she thinks you suck too. It's fine. I was there. That's what you told them. You're like, look, I suck too. It's okay. <laughs> but but no, Jazz Gray. She's got such a good oh, passion. She, yeah, and, she's she's awesome. Yeah, yeah no, yeah, she's, she's awesome. Um, so I did those two classes with her. Um, buddy of mine told me about the Michael Ellis School, so I went out to Petaluma for three months with Michael Ellis and really learned, you know, pairing obedience with food. Um, which was awesome seeing what dogs can do just with food and that positive reinforcement and your verbal markers. Um, some we, I incorporate today in training, um, went out to George Cockrell at Canine Obedience Unlimited in Maryland, did his, uh, trainer school for the kind of the more pet dog stuff. I didn't know where I wanted to go. I knew I wanted to start a business, but I didn't know if I wanted to do pet dogs or working dogs or what, um, so I, I really got the army trying to take as much classes as I can because I learned when VOK lost that contract, they kind of fell into that new handler trap of, um, you know, when the, when someone else is trying to came in K2, for instance, came in, you know, they were giving us pointers and we were everything, all these tools K2 was giving us, we were just throwing away and we we're like, no, you got shit. You know, we love VLK and they lost contract and we're taking it personally instead of really understanding that, you know, the more tools you have for your toolbox, the better off you'll be as a handler. Um, so yeah, so I attended all the schools and started my business here in the upstate of South Carolina. So so what is, well, I mean, so yeah, I mean, you get through all the schools and, you know, we had, and for those listening, we had Michael, I think he was yeah. uh, episode 100, wasn't he, Eric? Yeah. Yeah, yep. he was, yeah, yep. he was the centennial episode. It was yep. a great episode. Um, so, you know, talk a little bit about, um, like, as you transition out and you're deciding like where to go and you go through, you go see jazz and you go do all this other stuff. And um, so you're now in the Carolinas doing obviously pet dog stuff. Are you doing anything else? Um, so I started off doing pet dog stuff. Um, I had a pet dog company and I kind of got tired of the foo-foo dogs teaching them place. And it, you know, the parents of these dogs would never do the homework. And, um, I really wanted to get back in the working dog side of the house. Um, you know, I think as a good business owner, you look at your competition and, um, I was in college at the time for entrepreneurship and I looked up my local police canine, um, comp business competition. Uh, this guy not talking shit at all, but you know, he boasted 40 years experience. He's a president of a national certification entity. Um, so I was like, cool. So I went out, called him. He let me come job shadow basically. And the, the training was just, you know, doing one week handler courses and the training was just not, not what I was used to after seeing, you know, jazz and be okay and other stuff. So I knew I could get into this market. Um, then I started working in the jail and then canine officer got fired and I basically took her spot and certified with the NNDDA and we're here today, uh, built our kennels out here. we got 50 acres out here. Uh, spend most of the day cleaning shit and piss and kennels and doing yep. all that fun stuff. And 
we're just slowly getting there. We've got our own certification uh, that's been approved by the South Carolina Criminal Justice Academy. Um, so we're just slowly getting there, getting our name out there and doing the small business stuff. And South Carolina is the state, one of those, one of the few states that actually has a mandatory certification. Actually, Ohio does and so does Oklahoma, but Oklahoma has detection only. Ohio has both. And then South Carolina is dual purpose is only, but is it odor too now? Or do they, um, it's only apprehension, right? It's only apprehension. They, yeah. they say specifically on the website, we do not want your odor certification only by work. So, which wonder why? I, I, yeah. I, there's a couple of yeah. states that are like that. I, I mean, like Oklahoma is detection only. So, I mean, we don't give a shit about track. Well, I mean, we do, but they, we don't do a state certification for detection. Or I mean, for bite work or for apprehension yeah. for tracking. So, uh, Ohio does. <laughs> right, Eric? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We have everything. I, I'm surprised at that with. You know, I get, so if the state has nothing, cool, man. Everybody can go get a national. But if you have one, how do you choose? So let's let's go yeah. with just the odor because, well, nobody will ever get sued for biting, right? <laughs> let's just do the biting because there's no court cases about dope. No, you know I, what I mean? I, I inevitably, get, there is always a story. And if you're listening to this and you're in a state that has a certification, I guarantee fucking to you, there is a story about some asshole that handled a dog when Reagan was president and he thought it should be this way. And this is the way that it is. And everybody has just pushed that shit down the line. That's how it started. And there's no, like I, we've had the guy, one of the head guys for Oklahoma on Anthony Moore, Cleet. And he and I have had multiple conversations back and forth about, others about things similar to this and we're and we're like well i don't really know why we don't do that and i'm like i don't either <laughs> so and it's just because that's the way they fucking done everything forever and so uh, it's kind of one of those things and it's always weird when people come to me and they're like oh the state does this or well there's only i think i think there's like 12 states now that are mandatory i don't remember off the top of my head um i'm doing a dog for a department in south dakota and that's mandatory so I mean, everything yeah, they have everything in south dakota uh i don't know Giz, gizmo is a single purpose to the lab uh, oh. i didn't look at the i'm pretty sure that they have a apprehension side in fact i think i know they do because one of my friends that's now here cody uh he was lived here moved to south dakota moved back and he handled a patrol dog up there and they had and i think they're one of the states that like they encourage bark and hole or something i don't know i have to go look and i probably shouldn't even say that because i don't even know yeah so just so, um, ignore real what quick, I just said so everybody. we can get people to come to YouTube because we're trying to get more people on YouTube. Tell me about that saltwater tank in the background. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, I see money just pouring out of that. Uh, <laughs> no, it, it, it's just fish. It's just thirty-two <laughs> gallon tank. It was like six hundred bucks, and I knew if I can keep a saltwater tank for a year, I can upgrade to at least a hundred gallon tank, and that's what we're looking at now. But those are like five grand and making all the salt water and it's, it's a process. Sell more dogs, man. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Speaking of in the background, cool. did anybody, if you're on YouTube, you'd probably notice that Jason and I have the same, well, you probably can't see it. Let me move it. Jason uh, and I have the same paintings yep. uh, in the background. Nice. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. You guys are buddies, butt buddies. <laughs> yep. So uh, what, uh, <laughs> what fish do you have in there? Uh, just two clownfish and a wrasse. Um, I've been trying to grow corals and 
something in the pH or some weird imbalancing with the fish tank right now. And uh, it, it's just been a it's been a headache. So take a little yeah, break. Fish uh, tank. I know nothing about that except fish tastes good. So um, <laughs> I you like want a hundred gallons. Yes. Oh yes. Oh, a lot yep. of water. Yeah. So I never oh. had any fish. Uh, do you name them? No. <laughs> That's no, that other all named Nemo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're gonna Nemo. die. Exactly. You don't know if they're dead the next morning. So it's like when my daughter was little, she, she we we carry these fucking uh, hamsters or gerbils, <laughs> and she would name them some bitches. Like two weeks later, one of them take a header off the you know climb out at night and found dead. Uh, we probably had, I can't remember. We had one name, and it was like five of them in four months. Five of them. They do not. I'm like, you're killing me. This is a lot of heartbreak every every couple of weeks, man. You're killing me with this. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so um, on that note, dead hamsters and gerbils. Uh, Jason, <laughs> where? so where can we find you now on, like, social media? Like, where where can people look you up? Where can apartments find you? Pet training? Yeah, um... We're on ccak9.com or Carolina K9 Academy LLC.com. Um, Facebook letter, spelled out or letter K number nine? Um, CCA letter K number nine, and then completely spelled out for the. I wouldn't even worry about that since we'll we got two it, URLs. We'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. You then, if you're in North Carolina, <laughs> you can just click it in your phone and it'll take you straight there. Yeah. Just, yep. It. And then obviously yeah. Facebook, just looking on us. So. Excellent. Uh, e, what about you? You got the the change with the Van S versus the Ridgeside, huh? Yeah, Van S K9 on Instagram and now and back to, on Facebook is all police stuff. Ridgeside K9 Ohio is uh, everything pets uh, launched today. So we're excited, man. Excellent. Uh, separating it, I can pay attention and figure out what, what's making money and what isn't. There you go. And I'm at Torchlight K9, letter K number nine, Torchlight Pets on the Instagrams and the Facebook. Uh, Torchlight K9 is obviously uh, police dogs. The pets is the pet stuff. Um, we started a thing recently. Well, we didn't. Alicia did. Uh, where all the graduates from the pet thing, they have like the fucking Harry Potter ties and shit on them. And so these dogs graduate before they go home. And Alicia's like, you need to put the tie on them. I'm like, no, I don't. And so I do. And yeah, of course. <laughs> and I put the little fucking hat on them and the whole thing and make them do a place. And they sit there. And I'll tell you what, like those, like the owners love that's they people will send their dog to me just so they can get that photo. I'm like, <laughs> all right. I mean, cool, I guess. And you know, it's literally 30 seconds of the entire time they're with me. And I'm like, you know, your dog is not reactive to people anymore. And he walks to Home Depot without a fucking leash on and he doesn't care about anybody else, but He's got a fucking tie on, so it's cool. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, the 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 pictures of the dogs with the ties on is the torchlight canine or torchlight pets, um, and, and the other stuff is torchlight canine. So and then my personal is Ted underscore Summers on Instagram, uh, and of course the podcast is working underscore dog underscore radio. We just gave away a shit ton of stuff uh, from ALM and dog trip. And doctor. Oh yeah. Well, oh, and vet care. Yeah. And vet care. Yeah. We did. Uh, yeah. We did a big giveaway for that. And of course I gave away, I ship a lot of stuff. I actually, everybody, I know people, cause I've gotten some inbox people have gotten it, but I shipped out like $5,000 worth of doctor shit <laughs> last couple wow. weeks ago. So to all of our listeners from Patreon, from Instagram and from Facebook. So if you're not a member of Patreon, um, head over there, 
I have two case write-ups that I need to put up there. One from the Sixth Circuit, or yeah, one from the Sixth Circuit and one from the Fifth Circuit that are relatively new. Uh, one's a dope case and one's a bike case. Um, one specifically talks about outing, which if everyone listens to this knows that that's kind of a thing that I harp on a lot. Uh, but it mentions this specifically, so I'm going to put that up in Patreon. Um, but yeah, other than that, Jason, uh, I mean, I appreciate the time. Uh, yeah, thank you all. Episode was uh, fantastic, so uh yeah e yeah thanks man i appreciate it bud yeah yeah no good luck you, to you, you in guys the business. are great yep thank you thank yep. you thank you thanks all right we'll see you guys later all right guys this episode has been brought to you by great sponsors of ours please don't skip through this take a listen to them one of our oldest sponsors and great friends of ours are the people down at highland canine down in north carolina um, I really like them. We have, we see them at all the conferences. I know a lot of people have been to their school for dog trainers. They've been on the podcast Highland canine. They're a full service canine and pet dog training business where they can train you to be a trainer. They can get you a dog. They have handler classes. They have supervisor classes. They have trainers courses for just LE. They have them for anybody who wants to be in, uh, in the dog business, be a dog trainer of any kind. Um, Check them out. Their website is tacticalpolicek9training.com, tacticalpolicek9training.com. If you are smart, you'll go down there in the winter. It is North Carolina. It is warm. You get to work dogs. It's no, no joke school, guys. You're not going down there for a month um, and, and rushing through it. They're actually trying to make you real deal dog trainers. Uh, tacticalpoliceek9training.com. Next is a sponsor that's been with us for quite a while, uh, Dogtra. I love Dogtra stuff, and they continually keep bringing out new products. Uh, one of the things that I've been using a lot lately is the new Tone Box. If you're a pet trainer or if you train a lot of police officers, and I harp at my guys all the time about timing, and this thing literally kind of pairs to the, to the remote, and when you're using the remote, whether you're using Nick constant or vibrate, it makes a noise. So you can get the timing down 100% consistent. And so I can demonstrate how to do an out with an e-caller immediately, quickly. And it is so effective that I can't believe that it took me forever to figure it out <laughs> that, mm-hmm. to get that. They've also got these new um, comfort feather, like titanium things that go on the collars that uh, are fantastic for making sure we got contact. It actually has six points and this comes in two sizes and it's a titanium feather thing. They're awesome. They got comfort, comfort contact points for the bark collars, the YS 600. One of my favorite things. I have about 50 of them at the kennel and it is dead silent. And I put them on all the pet dogs and I can leave them on because they have the comfort contact points and they're fantastic. All this stuff you can get at dogtrue.com. And if you use the discount code WDR, one zero you get 10 percent off a single item over 200 bucks so that covers the ball trainer that covers the 1900 s hands free which is my personal favorite for all the big dogs uh it covers the two dog system uh the 202c which i use for the two dog pet guys and fantastic so dogtra.com or go to at dogtra official on all the socials that's facebook instagram all those places so hit them up dogtra.com guys i don't even shop any other sites when i'm looking for everything for dogs our one-stop shop for anything pet dog training and police dog training hunt dog training anything you need you can find at rayallen.com they have been doing it forever we have a great relationship with them Um, again they're at all the conferences you can stop up and talk to them they have more stuff there than any place rayallen.com they are amazing we have a great a uh, really, really good relationship with those guys. 
Um, like I said, I get on their website. I do not look anywhere else. I just get on Ray Allen. Why, why should I fill up my cart, pay it, boom, shipping. Here we go. Uh, everything's coming rayallen.com. And guess what? We do have a discount code for them. Working dog radio for 10% off. It's all one working dog radio and it's all caps. Check them out. Rayallen.com. I'm not too shaped to admit that I used our own discount code to buy stuff for the kennel. We have American aluminum next. They're a new sponsor for, uh, moving forward. Um, they have been around for quite a while. They manufacture a wide variety of products from the high quality cam lockers and toolboxes to a huge line of products designed to meet the ever-changing needs of law enforcement community. Back in 1992, due to the demand for safe, secure transport for a nearby law enforcement department's canine, they introduced the very first Easy Rider canine. They have continuously grown and expanded products, catering to the needs and wants of the valued customers and high-profile clientele. Over the years, as the needs have changed, they have evolved and expanded their products to include inmate transport systems, canine training aids, canine inserts, contraband, containment, and animal control systems, just to name a couple of things. So you can find them at easyrideronline.com. That is easy echo zulu rideronline.com. You can find them on the socials at American Aluminum Accessories, and then you can hit them up toll free. 1-800-277-0869. You don't have to worry about writing all that down. We're going to put it in the show notes. So just scroll down to the bottom, write it down, click the link, takes you straight there out into your phone. Our first sponsor we ever had, he's been, he's our ride or die. He's been with us since the beginning is Arno over at ALM Canine Equipment. His stuff is so good. Ted, you know, gets suits. He, and listen, Ted's suit, he's had it for a long time. Arno's fixed it. He's uh, taken a million bites on it. It still holds up. The thing's amazing. I've got a suit from him. I love it. Use it all the time. Uh, but the main thing that I really love about Arno is his hidden sleeves are ridiculously amazing. They are the best. And his tugs. I usually buy tugs from Arno by the box load. He'll send me a whole bunch of them. I hand them out to the handlers, new handlers when they come in, experienced handlers. Uh, they last for a long time. They're amazing. The craft work is is great. Arno's doing all the, the sewing there. He's got pre-made suits. He can do custom-made suits, everything you need um, out there. And he's out there in sunny Las Vegas. Get on his website, check him out, almk9equipment.com, almk9equipment.com. Discount code WD Radio, all caps, 10% off your first order. Check him out. You got your reasons, I got my wants. Still got that feeling, but I'm too Working Dog Radio was graciously granted permission to use this music by Brother Deeg. Be sure to check him out at brotherdeeg.blogspot.com. That's spelled brother, D-E-G-E, dot blogspot.com. Be sure to buy him a beer at Amazon, iTunes, or CD Baby, or anywhere you stream your music. Working Dog Radio was edited and co-produced by Alicia Brandt.